car doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Jennifer Fagan of Neighbor Insurance has the knowledge and expertise to properly insure your auto, home, life, business, farm, and crops. With a sense of urgency when it is needed most, when you file a claim, contact Jennifer at jennifer at neighborinsurance.com. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman. New storefronts and Buckwalder Motors is proud to be a part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buckwalder Motors in Wellman. B&B Propane and the family of jet stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham present Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host. On today's episode, I'm visiting with Kelowna, Iowa author Frank Yoder. With me today is Kelowna author Frank Yoder, who has written several books, and I'm going to go ahead and list the, the books that Frank has written. Lena's Boys, Memories of an Amish Country School Boy, Country Line Road Stories, Before the Memories Fade, North Beyond the Pipestone River, and then uh, the, the next three are uh, a trilogy written with a Western flair, Roy's Story, Miss Hattie Gibbs and her Amish friend Katie Lapp, Toby's Long Journey Through Life, and now an additional book has been written by Frank called Living Along Iowa Highway 1 for 50 Years on the Old Homestead, and that's the title of Frank Yoder's newest memoirs. Frank, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. You're quite welcome. Thank you for letting me uh, have a visit with you today in your home. This is really wonderful. It's quite all right, John. Now, Frank, you have written a lot of books, and uh, it's an impressive list of books. What has inspired you to be an author? How long have you been an author? That is a really difficult question for me to answer, John. I've always liked to read books. I was a boy in a one-room school in the country in about the fifth grade when my teacher asked me to, he wanted to talk to me, so he kept me in after school. And he said, Frank, you've got to learn to spell your, your failing spelling. And he sat me down and put it straight to me. And uh, I said, well, what can I do? And he said, here is a little dictionary, a pocket dictionary. Carry it in your pocket. I've still got it over there in the desk. Uh, The word computer wasn't even in that dictionary. And uh, it's it's just been something that I've liked over the years, and I've been able to to hone that uh, talent. Well, you, um, you've got kind of, I know a lot of times when people write, they write from experience and things that have gone in, on in their lives. Now, some of these are, are memoirs from different times of your life, and others are fictional stories yeah. that I'm sure you've drawn from personal experience. Um, you write about, a lot about the Amish. 
Yes, I was born and raised in Amish Boy. Uh, I was the fourth one of the boys in my family, no girls, just boys. My father died when I was 13 months old and left my mother with four boys, the oldest being 11, the youngest one, of course, being just a little over a year old. And without God's help and the goodness of the neighbors and the town of Kelowna's good people, uh, it was just a lot easier. It was tough. Those were hard years. They were the Depression years. A lot of people think the Depression lasted one day, one week. No, 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 no. It was a long period through the, the late 20s and early 30s. And people today that uh, did not live through that probably would find it difficult to understand. Yes, I'm sure they would, John, but I, uh, I'm deeply indebted to my mother and my three brothers to help me through life and help me understand. Well, I, I think you've definitely got good guidance. Uh, you've had a, uh, what to me is an amazing life. I know that you, by reading your, your latest memoir, I learned that you were you and your wife Ada were professional photographers for many years in the area. Yes, uh, she might have something to say about that, John. Mm -hmm. She said I wasn't a photographer, but without her, I couldn't be where I am today. Uh, she was a lot of help. And she, she, by reading some of the things in the book, she kind of, uh, kind of helped on site, knowing where to set up for photos and such. Yes. Yes. Uh, especially those years when we had our Photoshop and camera store on Highway 1 north of Kelowna. She, she was uh, the, the person that put it together. She could pose children and, and uh, families and weddings. and All I had to do was snap the shutter. Well, you two have been teammates and partners for quite a long time now. Um, have you recently reached a milestone anniversary? 68 years. 68 years. Congratulations. That is that is just amazing. Thank you, John. Yeah. Thank you. And you just recently reached a milestone birthday. Yes, I did. I made 90 years. 90 years. That's wonderful. And I, I want to let the listeners of Southeast Iowa today know that I got to go to Frank's birthday party a couple Saturdays ago. And it just it was a wonderful experience. And he also had a book signing for the new book. And lots and lots of people came out to that. It was really nice to be a part of it. Yes, yes. I think the number was 71. Yeah. And you just had the event for about an hour and a half, I think. Yes. So that's just amazing. That is, that's incredible. Now, you mentioned, uh, mentioned the Lord and the importance of the Lord in your life. Uh, can you, can you um, talk a little bit more about that? Well, John, people ask me, how did you two make 68 years? You've got to start with the right person. 
he's my childhood sweetheart. I was probably about seven. She was five. Uh, I've known her that, or we've known each other that long. That's incredible. And it's, uh, it's been a God thing, John. It's a wonderful thing to have a best friend like that, isn't it? Yes, it is. It really is. Yes. Yeah. Well, I have, I've had the opportunity now to read a couple of your books. I've uh, read the most recent, the Living Along Iowa Highway 1 for 50 Years on the Old Homestead. And I also read Roy's story. And Roy's story, for our listeners' benefit, if they haven't read it yet, is a uh, fictional account of a young Amish man. And can you just tell more about that? Well, the book is one of three. Uh, It's not easy being born an Amish person. People think you've got it made. Well, you, you've got a lot of advantages, but you've got to do your part. And uh, Roy was a young man born here in, in the Kelowna community. And uh, you'll, you'll learn to know uh, about the Amish way of life and uh, how he... His grandfather was very instrumental in his life, and he taught him how to meet people. And that's a great part of the story. Uh, Roy ran into some deep water, and with God's help and with his parents' help and with his community's help, he had befriended a family in the West, and he was very close to losing his faith in God and his friends in the West asking to come and they would try to work with him and his parents approved that. And it's it's just an amazing story. It really is. I mean, he moves out West, uh, he's a cowboy in this and uh, he helps uh, train horses and takes a special training that I have a feeling you personally had the after reading your memoir no in fact I know you drew from your own personal experience in yes. the training of horses yes. can you share with us a little bit of the philosophy of how a horse should be trained you don't break horses you don't tie them down and sack them out you use kindness, and and uh, uh, as Roy learned from his grandfather, you have some shell cord in your pocket, and uh, uh, it's it's just amazing what can be done with a horse when you're kind and gentle. Now, going to your your uh, latest memoir. You talk about a horse, I believe, if I recall correctly, the horse's name was Little Joe? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about Little Joe? Well, I saw Little Joe at the uh, 
Iowa State Fair. I had Goonies and I had gone there to judge pictures. And uh, I uh, asked the people who were showing him if he's for sale and he said, yes, he is. They're taking bids. I left my name and a bid and kind of forgot about Little Joe. Mm -hmm. We uh, had a name change in there. When he came to our barn, he was called Mr. Joe. Oh. And uh, he was just a, just a fabulous little horse. Uh, it was three years ago, right after a major stroke. My doctor told me, Yoder, you'd better get out of horses. You can't move fast enough now. They're going to knock you down. The data started looking for a place for our horses to go. There was a place uh, by Shoeyville called Miracles in Motion. You may have heard about them. Mm -hmm. They work with children and handicapped people. Okay. And... Uh, she thought that might be a good place to investigate. They came down and looked at Joe and I put him through his paces, put him around the long line and and uh, he was voice trained. I would tell him to go or stop or turn around, go right or left. They not only bought Joe, they uh, bought the harness, the cart, the sleigh runners, everything. In 20 minutes, I was out of the horse business. Wow. They kept him for two years and then gave me a call and said that the board had decided to downsize. Mm -hmm. And did we want Mr. Joe back? You bet I wanted Mr. Joe back, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't handle him anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, they said there's a family west of Oxford, Iowa, whose girl comes there twice a week to drive Mr. Joe as part of her therapy. And they would like to have him, if I would permit it. I called the veterinary and said, you know, tell me about these people. He said, if you place Mr. Joe on their farm, You'll never be sorry. Today, we're still very close friends with that family. Wow. That's a really great recommendation when you hear it like that, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. I didn't have to go look at their barn or anything. He, he told me that he described it to me, and uh, there was no need. Oh, that is wonderful. You, uh, you have uh, done so many things and had so many great experiences and always with the Lord in your life. And you, you've met so many different people in the horse world. Uh, is there any that, um, stories that come to mind that you would like to share with, with our listeners? I'm asked to write articles for trade magazines occasionally. They ask me to write an article, I think it was 800 words, about people who I've met at horse sales. Freddie Cochran, 
uh, an old horse jockey came here to Kelowna for the horse sale for many years. Just back in the hills, Freddie, hmm. uh, an unforgettable character. He brought horses to Kelowna to sell. If they didn't bring enough, he was down in the ring. He would take his old cowboy hat off. He would throw it in the sawdust and jump on it. <laughs> and he said, what's wrong with my horse? That's a better horse than that. And the crowd would roar. He would go pick up his hat and dust it off against the auctioneer's block and the sale would go on. <laughs> there, there are hundreds of people. The wagon master, when the bicentennial wagon train went through Iowa, Mr. Merchant was a, a, a very, very colorful character, both he and his wife. When, the, uh, when his wife died, they drove the Iowa wagon from Des Moines to Valley Forge, and wow. she wore a prairie dress and the bonnet uh, most of the way. And that was for the American Bicentennial in 1976. That's right. Wow. And we were chosen as as uh, some people who went on that ride. And uh, when Mrs. Merchant died, they had built a very good friendship with the Kona people. One year they would come down here for a reunion. One year we'd go up there. When she died, they asked the people from Kelowna to come to Garrison and sing at her funeral. And they buried Mrs. Merchant in one of those prairie dresses in the bonnet. Wow. That had to be a real honor for the folks from Kelowna to be able to serve like that. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. Tremendous. That is wonderful. That, 90 years old. What um what are some what's some advice you can give uh folks a little bit younger to uh maybe maybe see ninety years old? What are what would be the kinds of things you would you would mention to people? John, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a verse from the Bible that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. It's from Deuteronomy 33, verse 25b. May your strength match the length of your days. John, when I had my stroke, I said, Hey, God, take what you need, but just leave me my right mind. And that's one thing that he's honored me with. I go over here to the home, and I see a lot of people over there who have given up a lot and their strength no longer comes to them. Well, you are uh, you are an example of strength and uh, alertness and just a wealth of knowledge and encyclopedia of a, a living encyclopedia of knowledge and and um, before we started this interview today, we were sitting here by your computer by your desk and uh, you had given me a, a list of your books on some smaller print, and I had to get my cheaters out to start to read them. And you were nice enough to print me out another list that, that was in bigger print. 
And I'll tell you, like I'll tell the listeners, as I uh, as I told you, I said, Frank, you you can ma- you've mastered that computer better than people half your age. It was just easy to tell at that time. And ladies and gentlemen listening, he said to me, "Well, thank you, John." <laughs> but I was like, "Thank you, Frank." Well, John, there's there's one thing that comes into play there. Soon after I had my stroke. And I had lost, I have arthritis. And I I was not really able to type very well. Uh, I was made aware. God led me to type recognition, voice recognition. Ah, okay. For the computer. And that's how it's done. I I have to do a lot of correcting. Ada has to help me with proofreading and make sure things are right. Well, every good writer has an even better editor. Every yes. good one writer does. Yes. So you're in that category too. Well, John, your friendship to me and your book and the fantastic job you do in relating to people, I really appreciate that. Well, you are you are very kind, sir. You are very kind, and I appreciate our friendship. We Frank and I met um, in July of 2021 at the Kelowna Public Library, where I got to have one of my first book signings for my book. And Frank and Ada came and introduced themselves, and uh, we got to be friends here over the past year and a half, and it's it's wonderful, and I. I really am thankful and grateful for that. And it's we're looking at little birds right outside their window now. Are those finches? Those are goldfinches. They stay here all winter with us, feed off of a board feeder. Sometimes there's 10, 15, maybe 20 of them. Well, there's a good at least four or five out there right now. Now, I noticed, uh, the now, are these female goldfinches or are they male and because the goldfinch i know is usually a bright yellow and these aren't aren't quite like that now many the males lose that color during the winter time and then in the spring they grow new feathers that are bright yellow okay. uh, i see that one there is a little more yellower than the, yes, the others yes, there's yeah. a male and female there now what do they like the best to eat we feed cracked sunflower hearts in oh, pieces. Okay. Well, they get spoiled. Well, that may be true, but they're sure a lot of fun to watch. They are. They're just they're beautiful little birds, and you've got quite a nice setup. You've got a uh, a uh, tray type screened situation, and then you've got an actual hanging bird feeder as well with a pan on it. So. Uh, when they're spreading that out, uh, that pan looks like it catches a good part of it and keeps them. But yeah, what a wonderful, wonderful uh, outdoor display right here from your living room. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Well, is there anything that you would like to to talk about that we haven't talked about at this time that you would like to share? And well, I do have a thing I want to ask: How can people get your books? They are available through Amazon in both ebooks and paperbacks. Now, if you have pro- problems finding them on Amazon, just give me a call or send me an email. Okay. Is there a email address that you'd like to share? Frank 
Yoder at kctc.com. So Frank Yoder, okay, Frank Yoder at kctc.net. Okay. Well, I know for a fact I've seen them on Amazon, and I've been fortunate. I've got to purchase books in person and actually get them signed by Frank, so I've got special copies myself. Um, I just really appreciate your time today, sir, and uh, I think you are an encouragement and a a fine example of of, uh, how people how people should conduct themselves and make their way through the world. And I thank you for your time today. Yeah, you're quite welcome, John. Thank you, sir. That was Kelowna, Iowa author Frank Yoder on this episode of Southeast Iowa Today, presented by Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Jennifer Fagan of Neighbor Insurance has the knowledge and expertise to properly insure your auto, home, life, business, farm, and crops with a sense of urgency when it's needed most when you file a claim. Contact Jennifer at jennifer at neighborinsurance.com. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman, new storefronts, and Buckwaller Motors is proud to be part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buckwalder Motors in Wellman. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. I'm your host, John Bain. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.